For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Did you see uh, Taysom has the the injury that Russ had? Oh, really? Yeah, he's they call it like mallet finger or something like that. <clears throat> Is that why he threw four interceptions last night? I don't think that's the only reason. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host Ricky Valero. Like we do each and every week, we are going to break down Week Thirteen of the NFL. We're going to share some of the games of the week, some start sits, some of our favorite bets, a little bit DFS start and sit as well. And then we will head out the door, short, sweet, to the point. Matthew Fox cannot join me this week, so I'm joined by a special guest writer over at the Music City Drive-In. John, how are you today, bud? I'm doing great, Ricky. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad, man. It was... uh, I'm still pretty mad about last night's game. I, uh, I, the thing about it is, at the end of the day, I just needed 15 receiving yards out of Tony Pollard to hit a same game parlay. A number that he has crossed. I, I when I looked at it, I think it was like six consecutive games he has reached over the mark. So I thought this was a shoe in. It's an easy win. Everything else hits. But this, that game last night was a sight for sore eyes, I guess we could say. It was something. Um, I missed the beginning of it. Um, I want to say it came in right towards the end of the second quarter. And then I think I saw, what, 24 interceptions in the second half? I, um, pretty close. That might be accurate. <laughs> It's pretty, it's pretty close, to be honest with you, because honestly, I think the biggest concern for me, obviously Dallas gets in the win column, right, which is much needed because they had lost three of their last four, but their offense still does not look that great. I mean, they put up 33 last week against the Raiders, but a lot of that came in the second half when they were down. So it's kind of interesting to see this offense really kind of be stagnant with the weapons they have. We know Cooper wasn't 100%, but... And Gallup is going to be amazing for whatever team he ends up on. I, I don't know what team that'll be, but I think that he's going to be a great complimentary receiver. I would love to see him to go to Indianapolis, but that's a different conversation for a different day. But this Cowboys team, they do, though. They have a stretch run coming where they could really kind of sew up the division, which, I mean, they kind of already have. They play in one of the worst divisions in football, which is strange. But they do have a two-and-a-half game lead on Washington. But – they do play Washington two of the next three games. So if Washington can somehow manage to beat them twice, they're right back in the thick of this division. But everybody else is pretty much null and void. You know, the garbage Giants, which Daniel Jones is out this week. And then, of course, um, Philadelphia, which are coming off a terrible, terrible loss to those same Giants, which Jalen Hurts came back down to earth, which, I mean, all you have to do is watch him play and realize that whatever. But with that being said – was it that? wasn't a good week for that type of quarterback, if you include the the Thursday games. Uh, Hurts got hurt. Lamar threw four 
picks, Taysom threw four picks. Really, he threw like five or six because, you know, they're catching him out of bounds right on the edge and stuff like that or making easy drops. Um, Your running quarterbacks didn't look so great over the past week. They were not hot at all. So it's it's kind of interesting to see it unfold. But with that being said, with Matthew Fox not being here, I do want to share a few picks of his. Uh, his games of the week this week were the Chargers and Bengals. I'm going to assume that he was going to pick the Chargers. I'm making all of the assumptions because he didn't pick who he's going to win. So I'm hoping that I do the complete opposite of what he wanted. So that would be really cool. The late week, the late window game that he highlighted was the Ravens and Steelers, which should be an interesting game. In that division battle, I do think with the Ravens winning there, it could be very pivotal in their playoff picture. Um, getting that at nine wins, I think, in that conference right now. There's a lot of cluster in that bottom tier. The night game, obviously, Broncos-Chiefs. I think the Chiefs just annihilate the Broncos. I, I The Broncos, to me, are overachieving in a big way. And then, of course, the Monday night game is the big matchup of the week. Patriots versus the Bills in Buffalo. That's going to be really telling of the division. Um, the, these two teams, one's seven and four, one's eight and four, obviously. Um, with, with that being said, they do play New England twice in the next four weeks. So those two games could really highlight what Buffalo did. Now down the stretch, I will say this, Buffalo does have a pretty pretty, like, a pretty easy schedule. Also, they do play New England twice, Tampa once. But they play Carolina, Atlanta, and the Jets in there as well. So they kind of have the advantage there in in the in the games down the stretch new england is playing out of their mind um i i can't believe how good they are playing they do have the bye week after this week so even with a loss new england can take that bye week to kind of regroup which is kind of crazy to think that we've got a bye week list late in the season um also if you're in the scott fishbowl the first week of the if you have you you have a couple of teams on a bye the first week of the playoffs in the Scott and there's some, I know there's some games that'll be playoff bound as or some uh, conferences and stuff that'll be playoff bound, but you have the Eagles, Patriots, Dolphins, Colts. If you have Jonathan Taylor in the first round of the playoffs, he's on a bye this week, next week. That would be like, could you imagine if you had a team with Jalen hurts and Jonathan Taylor on the same team and your teams on, you're going into the playoffs with a bye week. I'd be devastated. Now, I don't have any shares of Jalen Hurts because I'd rather own a dumpster, but, you know, it is what it is. So, with that being said, I want to transition over to my favorite part of the show every week, and that's going to be our sports bets. I, what I'm going to do here is is John has a few picks. I've got a few picks. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and highlight a couple of those. John, hit me with your – you said you have two early window picks. What do you got for me? Uh, early windows that I love. Um, Bucks minus 11 over the Falcons. Um, I never bet against Tom Brady. Uh, if you've read anything that I've done, you know, listen to me on here uh, or just saw me in the street, you'll find out that never bet against Tom Brady. Uh, it's just a bad idea. Falcons have been underperforming. 11 does not seem um, like it'll be too, too difficult for them to uh, put up. And I've got the Eagles over the Jets. Uh, don't love the Eagles, but absolutely hate the Jets. Uh, so Eagles minus seven over the Jets. The seven points kind of scares me in that game, but also at the same time, it could be one of those weeks where the Eagles put up forty, and you know, and they just blow the Jets out. Uh, I just don't see. I, I'm 
probably staying completely away from that game unless I unless I tease that game and get, kind of get six or seven points, which makes the Eagles line a straight money line there. But um, with that being said, my one – I got – you know, what time is this other game? I, I do have two, or two for the early window as well. Um, I know this is going to sound crazy. It's going to sound crazy to everybody whenever I say this. I like the Giants plus six against Miami, and I know Daniel Jones is out. And I know Mike Glennon's playing. Mike Glennon is a terrible quarterback. <laughs> However, this line is flex. I had it at five and a half going into this, but it's now at six with Daniel Jones out. I could see this with the with the market going up. I could see this going up to seven, maybe seven and a half because of the, the money might come in on the Dolphins. But I'm going to stick to my guns. I don't know what it is. I like this game. I like the Giants. Um, I, I like them to cover the points. I, I don't, Miami's not good. They're just not good. I don't think they're good. I think it's, it, they're one week. They look great. One week, like look terrible. It just, it's kind of crazy how it kind of unfolds. Um, another thing that I like, and let me see if this number has have flipped at all. Whenever I looked at it. Oh, it is. It's down to minus 155. This is amazing as well. So going into, going into today, I like the giants over one and a half touchdowns. Okay. It was at minus 180. It's at minus 155 now. Okay, that's a massive swing. I still like the Giants to score two touchdowns in that game. So I, I really like that at minus 155. It's a hell of a bet compared, considering I had bet it yesterday at, at minus 180 and was very pleased with that. It's down to 155 without without Jones. I know I'm crazy, but I still like it. Um what you got for your two late windows? I'll give you my other early window in a minute because I don't have too many late window games. What you got for me? Um, well, wanted to uh, touch on the Dolphins. That's the Patriots Week 17 game, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's a trap game for them. Uh, fully see the Bills uh, winning that division, taking the game on Monday night. Uh, they have the advantage in conference record right now. They're 3-0. and Pats are 2-1. and I see the Bills winning the the division, and it's good because I have a divisional bet from a while back that has the Bills parlayed <laughs> in there. So I'm pulling for them. Um, late games, uh, well, afternoon games. Uh, we've got my 49ers minus three and a half over the Seahawks. Uh, with the way the Seahawks have been playing, I mean that's that's free money. Um, and I've got Washington pulling the upset over the Raiders. Uh, at some point in time, the Raiders are going to fall apart. They've had too much going on. Uh, Washington has been playing uh, much better than they had uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, which is weird because they lost Chase Young for the year. But whatever they're doing, I like it. Uh, they're getting Gibson involved again. He's dynamic. Obviously, McLaurin. I, I think that they will play good enough defense um, and, you know, score some touchdowns um, and hold the Raiders to field goals. So uh, Washington to win at 105. Okay, so I like the – hang on one second. Washington, yeah. I got it at plus 100 on my, on my book right now, which is nice. I like getting plus money there. Um, even if you want to flex that line into a teaser, there's something I like there as well. But – for me, my other pick of the week is going to be the Chargers plus three. Um, the Chargers have are one of the strangest teams, not just this year in NFL history. I can't understand what happened. I, I think they kind of got away from what got them where they were at the beginning of the season. They're not letting Herbert air it out as much as I as they should. 
I think it is. And it's crazy because he has a can, and they kind of did early on. And their run game has not been great either. So it's kind of weird. Like Eckler is really, really good, but I don't know if Eckler is a 25 touch a guy, 25, 25 carry guy. You know what I mean? I don't know if he is. And I think maybe they need, um, if you not, I mean, as of late, obviously you have Ingram and Kamara, but like they're back again, but the height of Ingram and Kamara worked so well because Ingram could be the power guy. And then they let Kamara do, you know, he'd get 10, 12 carries, but then he'd get eight to 10 targets. So he'd get his 20 uh, potential touches every single game. And then of course, Ingram would be in there with about 10 to 15 carries. It kind of lightened that load a little bit and let Eckler, Eckler spread out wide and stuff like that. But I, I don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't buy this Bengals team yet, right? I don't know what they have to do in order to make me believe because last week I was all over the Steelers plus five and a half, and I just, oh, my God. Like, I don't even <laughs> – Ben is is a corpse that's on a football field. Like, I think I could play better quarterback, and I I mean, I just – that's not true, but I feel like I could at least give a half-ass attempt that he is on the football field. But I do like the Chargers plus three. I also like the Chargers money line. I, I'm big time going all over that money line because it's plus 145 right now. Um, so I like it a whole lot. And then on top of that, I do love matching my Giants plus six and the Chargers plus three together and getting plus 272 odds. I mean, you could really get creative with that if you wanted to toss in. Let's just say you want to toss in the Washington football game that we talked about earlier there. Um, if you wanted to toss that down and make it a seven-point spread, you would get the Chargers at plus 10, the Giants at plus 13, and then Washington football team at plus eight. You'd still get plus 130 odds on that game. I like that a lot there. Um, what do you got for the late game? All right. We've got uh, Chiefs over the Broncos, obviously, um, covering nine and a half. It's interesting. It's a lot of points. I, the thing about it is, is I've I've really gotten to the point where I'm just staying away from the Chiefs because every time I felt like I've bet them, they've they've let me down. I think it was like the first four. I was like, oh, it, this is the week that they're going to bounce back, and then they just go out there and lay an egg. But I'm not on anything on that game quite yet. But Monday night, um, I know you mentioned a little bit earlier. I am on the Bills minus three. Um, I like it a lot. I even like taking that money line. It's only minus 140. I think it's a really juicy line that you can really kind of play with as well. But I love that game. I think I think Buffalo might I think they might make a statement Monday night. I really do. I really feel like they could make a statement Monday night and really just kind of tear out the Patriots. The Patriots are due for a downer, right? You know what I mean? They really are. They're riding this high. They've beaten teams. Now, mind you, when you look at their their schedule of, of the teams that they've beat, they beat the Jets, the Chargers is impressive. Carolina, not impressive. Cleveland, not impressive. Atlanta, not impressive. Tennessee, as much as I hate the Titans, that's not impressive right now because they don't have anybody really playing. Even though you pay Tannehill $100 million to win football games, and he ain't winning football games. because Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall of Famer. <laughs> Hall of shit. Yeah, Hall of Fame for one of the worst contracts. He remind. Listen to me. This is this is a perfect comparison. Okay, the Titans went to um, the AFC title game. Right, it was the AFC title game. Tannehill came in midseason. Right, took him to the title game. They, oh, they beat the Patriots. They, Tom Brady's errors over. He's dead. Then they beat somebody. I think they beat the Ravens. I think it was. And then they lost to the Chiefs in the title game. Right. So. He, this team reminds me, like they're on the cusp of a Super Bowl, right? On the cusp of it. 
They remind me of the Jaguars. Now, their defense was nowhere near as good. Remember Blake Bortles went to the AFC title game. What did they do after that title game? They gave him more money. And then what happened after that? The entire team fell apart, right? You know what I mean? I understand the t- Titans haven't exactly fallen apart yet. They they are suffering from injuries, but this team is not good. They weren't going to go anywhere. I didn't care. Even if they're healthy, they're not winning Super Bowls. I'm sorry. They're just not. They're just not built to win championships. And that secondary is still terrible. The front four, the front seven have been pretty good this year, but I don't. I have no faith in that team. Healthy, not healthy. I just really want the 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 Colts to to win out and win that division, so that I don't have to hear about them anymore the rest of the season. That would just be really nice. I've got oh. uh, I've got the Titans uh, winning the division in the the uh, parlay, so Bills and Titans have to pull it out for me. What? It would be, in my opinion, it would be very hard. I mean, the Tennessee would have to just basically come, completely collapse, but the yeah. Colts do have a stretch that's pretty hard. They got Houston bye week. But Houston, obviously, not hard. But they had the bye week. New England, Arizona, Las Vegas, Jacksonville. It's not an easy stretch. You know, New England, Arizona, Las Vegas, that's not an easy stretch. Las Vegas is not – Las Vegas isn't a great team, but they play teams hard. You know what I mean? They're still 6-5. and five. They're still in the playoff hunt, so it's not that easy. Um, the Tennessee, I think they have one of the easiest schedules around the rest of the year. Yeah, they come off the bye. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Miami, Houston. So even if you look at San Francisco as the probably the only game they have left this season, that might be hard. Um so outside of that, their schedule – I mean, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. I mean, they'll, they'll play in Pittsburgh, so they'll probably lose. But um, I think they'll probably get revenge – or not revenge. I think they'll beat Jacksonville even even hampered. Um, but with that being said, we're going to transition over to our start-sit segment. Um, John's going to highlight his in the world of fantasy football. And I'm going to give you my starts and sit kind of based on DraftKings. Um, John, go ahead and kick me off with your start and your sit for the quarterback position. Um, start. Um, I went straight to what I know. We're starting uh, Jimmy G this week. Um, he is pretty much on fire. Uh, he's playing like, you know, like the team drafted somebody at three to replace him. You know, <laughs> really, I mean, uh, which they did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and that guy's not seeing the field at all because Jimmy G's raised his play to match what you know what his situation is to not. I mean, he's going to make money. He's got this huge contract. He's going somewhere next year. Um, you know, uh, there's been the lip service about him sticking around, not for you know whatever. 10 first round picks or whatever it was that we gave up to get Lance. Um, you know, we're, we're moving to him, whether we like it or not next year, hopefully Jimmy G gives us a, a playoff run and we can trade him for like everything. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Uh, my sit is Russ. Same game. Uh, Russ has been kind of playing like garbage. Uh, Niners defense has been going nuts. Um I see it all continuing. I don't. I don't see the uh, the Seahawks really making any waves in this one. Yeah, for me. So my start of the week is Heineke, um, especially on DraftKings. He's fifty six hundred bucks. It's re- he's really inexpensive. I like him in that build because you can kind of build elsewhere with some high dollar players. My sit's the same. I just don't trust Wilson until we see more of him. I, I the 49ers defense has looked good, but I. I'm not willing to pay up for a maybe. You know what I mean? Wilson's going to probably have a game soon, right? 
We don't know when that'll be, but I'm pretty certain I will not have him in any of my lineups whenever <laughs> that happens, just because I'm terrified of, of, of what has happened. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of been crazy to me to watch kind of unfold in front of our eyes, but uh, you know, they are still in the playoff hunt, according to uh, Ian Rappaport, apparently they are, they are <laughs> a must win or a, or a, I don't know. They're, they're some, whatever the Adrian Peterson signing was, was showing that they're still in a win now mode, which I, I don't, I don't get at all because I mean, three and eight, I mean, you're on the outside looking into the division, not only the division I was looking at, it's funny. They're three and eight. They're literally the second worst team in the NFC right now. So behind only all oh, the Detroit lions. Well, I've, mm. which was a perfect segue for me because my must start running back on DraftKings this week at $5,400 is Jamal Williams. No Deandre Swift this week, 5,400 bucks for a star team running back is very nice. And we already got the premium. The DraftKings was smart this week. They they knew Cook was going to be out before the prices were released. So Matt Madison is $7,000, which is really high. I'm still going to probably play him for that price. But at $5,400, you are going to get a guy that's going to get probably 15 to 20 target or 15 to 20 touches and probably see about five targets out of the backfield. Um, the Lions suck. They're terrible. And to be honest with you, the Vikings run defense is not that good. So I like the matchup a whole lot. Um, and $5,400 is a steal for a running back. That's going to start this week. My sit for the week, my, my sit trends are really based on, I don't want to pay until I start seeing premium out of them. And mine's Saquon Barkley against Miami. I do love the Giants in that game. I As I said earlier with the bet, um, but I just can't trust him in DFS until I see it. Again, with him, my start receiver, quarterback, and running back, until I see it, I'm not paying for it. And you're paying a premium still for running back that's not giving you premium value at 6300 It's still probably the lowest we might ever see Barkley on DraftKings. I might sprinkle it in, in a lineup or two, but if you're only making one or two lines, then Barkley is on the out there. Um, give me your start and sit running backs. Do I have to? <laughs> so um, my start is Jamal Williams. Yeah. Um, Smash play. Don't be scared. Uh, I know Mark Ingram didn't show up. And oh, he's God. one of those Ingram, oh, Williams, uh, Madison. You know, uh, the guy goes down and you've got a bell cow. Uh, they resuscitated Ty Montgomery last night for whatever reason. And he actually looked better than Ingram, I think. So um, definitely start Jamal Williams. Don't be scared. And my sit is Saquon Barkley. Um, <laughs> he's nice. got to prove it. I, like I've been so far off Saquon for years now. Um, basically for since his rookie season, I dumped all my shares and it, you know, it's been good for me, which is, which is bad for a guy that's, you know, he used to be the consensus number one until McCaffrey came around. So the fact that I don't know that I could start him this week really uh, shows how far he's fallen. Yeah, I I don't even know. I just – it's interesting. So, all right, transition to our start receiver, sit receiver. What do you got for me? Uh, my receiver is uh, – same type of situation as Jamal Williams – Debo's out, so Brandon Ayuk, um, he's come on as of late. I want to say he's averaging 15.456-ish, somewhere in there. I just I looked it up the other day. 
he's averaging over 15 um and that's with Debo so um you know the Seahawks are bad the Niners are good <laughs> so go with your guy what about your um, sit at the wide receiver position my sit is a little more surprising I'd say uh Stefan Diggs um he hasn't been having a great season like he did last year. You know, he's still a solid player, number one option on the team. But that works against you when you play the Patriots. They take away your number one. And, you know, Diggs is is gone. Uh, I see a big game for Knox. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders should get the ball a lot. Um, Matt Breida could be another, you know, super deep starter. Um, but I think, you know, I think Bill Belichick takes away Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. Um, all right. So for me, my start this week is Hopkins, new, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they say he's going to be back. Obviously keep an eye on that. Um, with Hopkins, he's at $6,200. This is the cheapest, the dirt cheapest you will ever get DeAndre Hopkins on DraftKings. Um, it's a smash spot. The Bears suck. They're terrible. Their entire defense, I think, is hurt. Maybe, I mean, I think that they might even give me a call to give a shot at the D-line for the week. It's possible. I already got my call. You did? All right, perfect. <laughs> yeah, we've got it. I might have to fly out to Chicago this week to get that get in there and get on that game. But with that being said, um, he's it's it's just a smash spot. And for that price, it's insane. Just insane at 6200 bucks. My sit of the week follows my quarterback sit of the week. DK, I have a missing poster in my on my wall, Metcalf. $6,700, you're paying a premium for a receiver that has not put up a whole lot of premium numbers. Um, he's just not been good, and and this team's not been good. I don't understand what's going on. Honestly, they sh- I genuinely believe they should fire Pete Carroll. I don't know what it is. I just don't like him, But or maybe it's Russ. I don't know which side of the fence I'm on, but either way, Get rid of one of Russ or Pete Carroll. I think one of them's got to go in order for this team to really thrive. But you're telling me you can't score points with Lockett, with Everett, with Metcalf? Come on, man. Like, you can't get it. And they're great at patchwork running backs. They have been for years, right? They have been for years just throwing anybody behind that offense. And I know Russ is kind of running for his life. It's not Russ. It's something's not functioning right in that offense, and they need to fix it fast. or they just need to tank the rest of the way and trade Wilson for top premium picks because they don't have a first rounder coming up in the draft, I don't believe. So they need to go ahead and go and get some, as much value as they can with with uh, Russell Wilson. I would love to see Wilson in Pittsburgh, to be honest with you, if we're picking teams while well, I'm just throwing out teams I want to players to end up on. But I would love to see Wilson in Pittsburgh. I think he fits the culture right. I think that he fits that offense very well. And they need a quarterback considering Ben Roethlisberger has been out of date for about three years now. Um my um, start sit at the tight end position. Um, O'Shaughnessy from Jacksonville. Nine catches, 77 yards in two full games of Lawrence this year. I think it was like week one and last week. Uh, Agnew is gone for the season. Dan Arnold is out for the month. And, of course, at $2,600, you're guaranteed. I'm sure we're going to see five to – Five to seven targets go his way this week. With that being said, at twenty six hundred bucks, you really again you're saving so much money. You need ten points out of the guy. You know, eight to ten points, and he kind of pays off the price. I like it a whole lot. Um, 
Let's see. I'm so glad I played Gallup over Cooper and played uh, Pollard, played Taysom over Russell. Did we drop Taysom now since he has the injured finger? If you have the roster spot, I'd keep Taysom just in case he plays. He showed last night, even with four interceptions, I still think he put up like a boatload of fantasy points, right? You know what I mean? I I, I think he had, what, he had two long touchdowns, I think it was, last night. I don't even remember what it was. I knew he had four interceptions, but it didn't really much matter because he still put up a whole – ton uh boatload of points in fantasy because let's see hang on one second let me let me pull up this real quick while i'm talking about it uh game last night oh that's the wrong button there we go there we go all right so last night i mean yeah he had two touchdown passes um and then of course he had 101 yards on the ground so i I, you really it's really yeah 24 points and that's insane that you get 24 points regardless of throwing four interceptions in a game. You know what I mean? That's insane. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely think if you have the roster spot, I would definitely keep him just in case. You know what I mean? I don't know how long. If we get a prognosis or if he gets put on the IR, then throw him away. You know what I mean? Because if he's going to be if he's gonna be the type of guy that they're going to throw in the IR, that's four weeks. It, I think it's was it three or four weeks. We're already in week 13, so kick him to the curb. But if for some reason he can make an appearance at some point in the in the playoffs in the next two or three weeks, he's worth having and possibly worth starting. So for my sit at the tight end position, Mr. Zach Ertz. I love Ertz. I do, and I think he's been very good and pivotal for that offense. But with Hopkins back, Hopkins back I don't see him as the uh, you know as as the guy. You know what I'm saying? So for me personally. Murray's going to get the ball to his guy. And on top of that, he's the fifth highest priced tight end on DraftKings. So I don't like that either. So with his price and um, with Hopkins coming back, I just don't foresee me liking him and putting him in any of my lineups. So that's my start sit at the tight end position. What do you have, Jason? Um, So I wanted to go uh, just throw out there for my sit i wanted to go Ertz, but i made a bigger splash i'll get to that in a second uh starting uh friarmouth for pittsburgh um he's been playing kind of out of his mind for a while now uh he's still outside the top 15 in average uh fantasy points per game um but (laughs) he's been doing really well um, so they're going to need him. Uh, they're going to need everything that they could possibly get. Uh, I see him, you know, going over, over double digits today or Sunday. Uh, and then we've got my sit, which is Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, the, the Falcons, they are getting murdered on the offensive line. Um, I watched that game last week um, and the defensive line was sitting in Matt Ryan's lap the whole time. And it wasn't like they were playing the, uh, the bucks at that point in time. Uh, they are playing the bucks at this point in time. It has Vita Vea and uh, JPP and, you know, all these Hello, other guys. Oh, hold on. Be cool. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm supposed to be back from lunch uh, at work. <laughs> so, perfect. Um, but yeah, Kyle Pitts. I uh, don't think Ryan has any time for him. Um, the linebackers have played well for the Bucks. Um, 
I don't see him, you know, I think uh, Sean Murphy Bunting's back and healthy. I know they, they are just a carousel of <laughs> defensive backs, but I, I really think that Kyle Pitts is going to underperform for what you expect from him. You know, I could see, I think he's got a good floor, you know, seven, eight, maybe even nine points, but I'd rather play uh, Friar Muth 100% of the time. I agree. I agree. All right, real quick before we go, we normally do the movie corner. I'm just going to drop some uh, recommendations that I like uh, for the weekend. Uh, Wolf is coming out in theaters. Uh, if that's something that you want to check out, um, it's got George McKay, Lily Rose Depp in it. And then, of course, another movie that's coming out in theaters is The Last Shootout. It's a nice little Western. A few films on Netflix this weekend. The Power of the Dog is dropping. Very big Oscar contender if you want to check it out, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, Single All the Way, which is a Christmas uh, little rom-com that I really, really enjoyed that I think you should check out. And then, of course, Christmas at the Ranch. Um, that's over on Tello Films. I watched that. And I really enjoyed that as well. Um, if you head over to the Music City Drive-In, you can check out all the latest articles and reviews from all of our writers, from our talented team. You can check out the more recent. I did two interviews, one with the director from the Christmas at the Ranch, Christian uh, Baker. And then, of course, I did an interview with Mass Writer Director um, Fran Krantz. You can check out both of those up at the Music City Drive-In. We appreciate the support each and every week. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at iHeartCaravans. You can follow myself at Ricky Valero. Make sure to like and subscribe to the show. If you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, we will chat with you guys later.